This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Rachel Turner, and this is one of the little special episodes. Um, We're talking about how to engage with an online festival. There are so many online festivals this year. Normally, you have to pay hundreds of pounds. You have to go camping. Uh, Some of those are precious, wonderful spiritual times for our families, and uh, we can't go this year. Um, Some of us have never been to one, and all of a sudden, we see all these ones online, and how do we engage with it? No matter if you you are experienced camper of online festivals, uh, or whether uh, you've never been before, there are so many opportunities online to access great worship, interesting information, and kids and youth ministry across so many different traditions and experiences. How can we engage with those? Um, So that's the answer. We did a Facebook Live about it, and so we're going to pull the audio from that Facebook Live in case you didn't get a chance to see it. What are ways that we can help our children and young people engage with these online festivals when they may be totally out of and done with screens? Um, or they may really, really miss what they were going to have. How do we help them engage with what's available? Uh, so this Facebook Live uh, that we're going to listen to right now is the one for families with children ages 5 to 11. Let's have a listen. Hello, my name is Rachel Turner, and you are live with Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. Uh, today we're talking about how to help our families engage with an online festival this summer and uh we're talking about this is the one where we're talking about kids ages five ish to 11 ish uh and so welcome uh congratulations hi sarah uh congratulations if your children are in bed near bed still in the shower uh welcome uh this is our last week of school everybody (laughs) i think is that right i have a thing on my that actually tells me what date it is because I'm so lost. Uh, and so, welcome. It is almost there, almost summer, a super long summer, and summer brings with it festivals. Uh, it'd be great to hear from you uh, what festivals you normally go to. Uh, some of us are, you know, die hard, been to the same one over and over and over again. I know some festivals have already happened. Uh, and so some of us are playing catch up on that. Uh, some of us have many things to come. What festivals do you normally go to? And with all of these ones online, you don't actually have to pick just one anymore. You can go to them all. So, uh, Come on in and uh, let's talk about it. Uh, as usual, uh, I am going to, uh, I don't know, share some thoughts. And then uh, hopefully, uh, I'll pray. Well, not hopefully, I will pray for you. And then uh, after I pray, if there's any comments, advice um, that you can give to each other, any questions that I can help with, that I can take a punt at, uh, I'd love to help because uh, it's something that often for many of us is is an incredibly thing, uh, incredible um, spiritual significant milestone for us in our summers. And, uh, and without that, um, it can be uh, a grief. And so I just wanted to uh, help us figure out how can we embrace what is there and, uh, and use what we can. Uh, 
So yeah, feel free to type as we go and share thoughts and what worked for you and what didn't. Those of us who've already done things like Cliff Fest or Spring Harvest, share what worked for you uh, and, and how your kids engaged so that we can all learn from each other. Um, one thing that uh, I just wanted to sort of start with is I wanted to um, release, release, release you from any pressure of sticking to the program because some of these festivals have incredible programs like you were there you know a morning session followed by afternoon seminars followed by you know all sorts and it can feel overwhelming it can feel like um, I've never been posh enough to get one of these restaurants but one day I will uh, where they have like chefs who have tasting menus where you sort of sit at the table and they prepare something fancy for you. And then they bring it to your table and then you're like, oh, interesting, black truffle ice cream covered in, you know, hazelnut fairy feet. Mm. Uh, and you then eat it and then they take it away and they give you another tasting plate and you just sit there and they deliver an experience to you. And I think sometimes we can look at these schedules of these online uh, festivals and be like, wow, that's so much. Can I watch nine hours worth of spiritual stuff in a day? Will my family do it? And it can feel binding. And I and no festival ever wants it to feel like that for you. And so I just want to release you that it's more like a buffet. It's what you want to grab, when you can grab it. There's something special about worshiping at the same time other people are worshiping. But if it just doesn't fit in with your life, that's okay. Um, grab what you can grab. You don't have to wash it real time. And so if it's like that, then I would suggest that since a summer conference is normally, summer festival is normally a family experience where you open up the book and you all go, oh, I want to go there. Oh, I can't wait to do that. Um, that you, you still have that family experience where you as a family sit down and say, okay, this is what it is. And oh, this is what's on. And does that look interesting or does that not? <gasps> that is a very interesting seminar looking or, oh, look at the kids thing. And you together discuss how your family wants to do it because every family will be different. There will be families who are like, uh, yeah, we are camping outside. We are only going to the toilet in a bag and we are, you know, not going to shower for four days, but we're going to watch everything. And you have families who are like, oh, is that on? Like maybe we'll dip into it. I don't know. It, the, the spectrum is huge. Um, but as a family, it would be great to say, you know, how do we want to do this? And to talk about how, so that you can proactively as a family embrace the festival as big or as little as you want to. But there's some good questions to ask and good conversations to have um, because it can be really easy in this scenario to simply reduce a festival to the teaching aspect of it because that's sort of what we're left with online is the the teaching aspect of it but we all know we don't just show up at these huge festivals and camp or stay in chalets or, or move our lives for that long just for the teaching because otherwise you could just buy the teaching and listen to it on audio there's something else that summer festivals give us and that actually is a really interesting conversation to have with your kids what do festivals give us? What do we value about these experiences? What do I, as an adult, individual person, uh, what do I, as Rachel, um, value about these? What do I get out of it spiritually? Why do I look forward to it? What do your kids, because they will remember, they will um, have ideas about what they really, really like about it, and to sit and talk about what they value about that time. I think you will find 
Some of it has to do with the teaching, but a lot of it has to do with so much more. And there's something about sharing that that creates an opportunity, one, to understand your family better, um, but to also create windows into each other's lives and to frame for each other. Actually, I really like the teaching. I like listening to people who I wouldn't have gotten to listen to before and get like challenged in my heart and to have your 10 year old be like, that's not it at all. I really like staying up super duper late in the tent and listening to you all talk. Uh, and you're like, can you hear all of those conversations? And you can have that because actually we all value different things, but we can replicate those things. We can seek to make those things happen too in these environments. Um, at Parenting for Faith, we were talking amongst our team and we were saying that actually what we really value for our families for our children is um is the stories the stories of other people you know the story you're sitting around at night after dark after the evening session and somebody's talking about how you know they walked through cancer or they lost their first husband and you're like I I knew I never knew that, and they're telling stories of God's faithfulness, um, or you know, you, you're taught your kids are hanging out playing, and all of a sudden, one eight year old turns to the other and talks about how you know they um, were just adopted last year, and they get to hear that story, and this this rubbing up against each other's stories is so valuable um, to me and to to my family and to others, and we were beginning to talk about how can we continue to facilitate those stories. I want my kid to hear the stories of great loss and God's faithfulness and other people's experiences of life. That's so valuable to me. And in this time where we don't get to rub up against each other's stories, I want us to have that. And so as Parenting for Faith, we created a resource, a couple of resources, I think. Uh, Becky will include them in the in the notes that the chat that's happening right now um, of links to some of the things I think it's like stories bingo and other things that you can play during this time where you can gather those stories and have your families but that's that's how we sort of thought oh we problem solve that for us and our families and people who value stories but if you value time with each other if you know life is really really busy and you finally get to Keswick and you get to relax and laugh and stop then maybe your family go, well, we, we always really like just knowing that we can have each other and that nothing is busy. And maybe you need to think about taking two of those days and just Sabbathing them and saying, right, all phones go off, all electronics go off. We are just gonna, just us time. Uh, or that you love hanging out with other people. And so we're gonna invite people around for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Uh, or we're gonna meet up at the same time in a public place like a park. Oh, you happen to be there too, amazing. Uh, and you can coordinate because that's, this is a time where we wanna breathe deep from each other or this is a time for us as a family to do that. Um, it could be that you as an individual, as an adult, love listening to good teaching and arguing about it <laughs> or talking about it. And so maybe it's about you saying that every evening you are gonna have a Zoom with five of your closest friends. You're all gonna watch the same thing and then you're gonna talk and your kids are more than welcome to join in with that. I know many, many eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds who would love to be allowed to stay up late, to watch a sermon, to watch people um, get ministry, to have to be prayed over and then to stay online to talk theologically about what they liked and what they didn't like, just to stay up and be in the room while adults talk. 
they love that. Some of the greatest things in my, I know things, my mom hates the word things. Uh, some, some of the greatest um, significant spiritual truths that I learned as a teenager and as a, as a child was from just listening to my parents talk and and talk to their friends and be invited to add my thoughts to that conversation as a 10-year-old, as an 11-year-old, to be treated as someone who has valuable insights into relationship with God and scripture it was so formative for me. Um, and I was so grateful to my parents' friends for inviting me into those conversations about real deep things, about things of God, about, you know, analyzing a sermon and, and receiving from the Holy Spirit alongside each other. All this stuff, um, invite your kids into. It can be incredibly valuable to give them that. Um, if you value camping as a family, bless you. Go for it. But feel free if you want to go camping in your backyard, do it. Um, if you really value ministry and prayer and those times of, of led prayer, those times of intercession, those times of meeting God face to face through worship, um, do it. Have those times. Put it on. Engage with it. Um, let your kids see it. Let them be in the room while you genuinely are seeking God with your whole heart or singing with your whole heart. Let them come alongside of you and be welcomed into your space. Yes, do it in front of your kids. Create those windows. Let them see what it looks like for you to grab onto what you need to take your step next step in your faith to be refreshed and renewed it's so valuable to kids and frame it for them use those tools of creating windows and framing and say you know sometimes i need that i i feel kind of dry and i just need a couple of hours to have somebody else worry about helping walk me towards god is so nice and talk about it frame it for them let them see it i know some families who talk about doing a festival room um, where they're like going to set up just a room in their house, like in the spare room or like in the kitchen, and that's going to be the room. And they're just going to play the entire festival nonstop in there. And if you want to participate, go in the room. And if you don't, feel free to leave. Uh, but there's always going to be that going on. So it's like going into a tent. Some of them want to do that. When it comes to kids' ministry, if that's what they value, if that's what you value, if that's what they look forward to so much... Ask them, what about the kids' ministry they value? Some of them really value the silliness and the games and that sense of participation that they get. And so it may mean that as you watch the kids' ministry stuff with them, that you grab those games and you push pause or you... Um, or you take those games and you say, let's play that game later. And that, that you then take the silliness that you're seeing and say, yes, we absolutely will play that game this afternoon. So that they have that sense of participation. For the kids' ministry, they will, there's so many of these festivals have, have my experts, have people who think about children's spirituality all the time, who are excellent at ministering to kids, who are going to come on and deliver programs. And for some kids, that will be amazing to have that experience, to be challenged, to laugh, to be um, led into prayer. Wonderful. And some kids will just struggle with the screen. And that's okay, too. Um, that doesn't mean that they won't be able to benefit from it. So give them the opportunity to participate participate with you next to them. If they feel that too pressury, give them the opportunity to do it without you. That may be better. Um, sometimes they may need you to be their small group leader. Sometimes they're like, leave me alone. I got it. I'm like an adult. I want to do this myself. Um, but the other thing you might want to do is pick out what's best. Some of your kids will find 45 minutes of a kid's ministry too long, but 
you may be able to think, well, actually, I've watched it, and I think the way they teach this is awesome, or the way they lead us into prayer is fantastic. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take those five minutes, and before bedtime every night, I'm going to say, I was watching the kids' ministry, and this, I really met with God, and I'd like to try this with you. Let's watch these five minutes, and then try it. And you can pick out what you think would work for your kids and use that. Um, it, you don't have to have them do all or nothing. You can pick that out. And if push comes to shove, and they're like, I do not want to engage with anything, I'm so tired, then watch it and learn. I learned so much from watching people in children's ministry who were excellent at it lead and talk to kids and the way they explain things of God, the way they tell stories, the games that they play, the way they pray and, and help kids meet with God in that way. You can learn so much. So watch them, put it in your back pocket. And then during a bedtime, during a lunchtime, you can whip it out and, and do it and and use what the tools that you are being given. So whether it's being a small group leader and helping your kids do it themselves, whether it's watching it and picking some out and helping your kid piecemeal eat it over the time, whether it's just learning it and, and helping your kid facilitate God in a better way, the kids' ministry will be so useful for you in this season. Another conversation that can be really useful to have in this as you think about how you want to engage with these online festivals is to talk about what isn't replaceable. Often we try to make it sound really positive, like, it'll be great, no, 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 it'll be fine, like, it'll be, it won't be there, but it'll be great. And we try to look at the positives, and actually it can be really useful to talk about what isn't replaceable, what isn't possible. Um, so it could be that, you know what, we don't, have the freedom for you guys to wander around. I know when you are on site, I, I know you love getting together with 10 of your friends and then just walking around like a horde of people. And I trust you with that. And that's awesome. I know it's great. And we can't do that here. And that is sad. Um, or it's the big venues of feeling small and a really big place of a whole bunch of people who are worshiping God. That is absolutely wonderful. Um, there are whether it's just a time to sit and pray um, by yourself um, can be wonderful. Talk about it, process it, grieve it, and name why that's important. There are so many great conversations to have about how you love going and being a small part of a big room worshiping God. Why is that important to you? What makes it different than being at home? You can, there are huge, wonderful, interesting conversations to have when it's stuff that's in some ways negative, what you don't like about doing online festivals can lead to really great conversations. And so to embrace that and to acknowledge that and to grieve the loss of that and look forward to when you can have that hopefully again is a part of the process of figuring out how to engage with the festivals. Because if everyone's in their head going, it's not the same, then you can't embrace the experience you have because you're comparing it to what was before. And actually, if we say, well, what was before, these are the things we valued about it, and we can have a taste of that now. And these are the things that are irreplaceable about it, and oh, I miss it, and I'm sad about it. And this is how I cope with that disappointment, but I don't want to let it rob me of what we, we could try as a fresh and new and pioneering thing to do this year, as the weird time the summer festival looked like this. How do we want to embrace it? It gives you a, a chance, a, a process to do this. So, um, 
I'm going to pray for us. I hope that helped. I hope that just gave you stuff to think about. Uh, I'm going to uh, pray for us. And if you have any comments or advice or questions or things you're not sure of that I can try to help with, then um, type them in while I'm praying. Uh, and otherwise, uh, we can head on up. God, I thank you so much for these summer festivals, these these groups of people who bring wisdom and heart and love for you and are putting together these programs that we may meet and know you even in this weird season at home. And God, these summer festivals, these online festivals can be so uh, engaging and such a blessing for our families. And I pray that you would fill us with peace and creativity, that we may know um, what to pick up from this wonderful buffet of of online festival, of, of how we can take our next step in closeness with you, how we can be refreshed and released and connected, that we may have the best of what is possible now. I pray that you would talk to us that we as a family may hear each other well, and that um, families may discover this new and wonderful adventure of an online festival that would stick in their memory for a very long time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't see anything coming through, and which is absolutely okay. Um, you are much loved, and I will um, keep resourcing as is existing here. We've got we participated in New Wine, so there's some resources that are coming out. New Wine from us. I think we did five seminars for New Wine, uh, and we have the online stuff for you. But also, podcasts are coming out. Podcasts are coming out every week. I'll be praying for you as we head into this summer of transition uh, and as you access online festivals. Uh, keep us updated on how you're doing it. And as you do it, share with us uh, what worked well and what didn't work well so we can all learn from each other. But in the meantime, be... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I'm seeing things. <laughs> I didn't push down. So uh, we could... Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, we have... Um, Oh, we have a virtual campsite. Oh, Becky's telling me the stuff that we have. We also have uh, campfire conversations. We've got questions in the run-up for Story Bingo. We have different areas of a virtual campsite for the event on New Wine. It's very ex exciting. And feel free to nick, nick it for your other stuff. Um, someone else said they just completed Scouting Indoor-Outdoor Weekender. Ooh, follow the timetable for the first two activities, then scrapped it and <laughs> picked up bits. I'm mainly making rockets and eating marshmallows. Always crucial. Um... Other people say that some of the things that were grabbing their um, their hearts in the festivals is music and movement, but the road trip has been the biggest thing. Might have to promise an adventure after the festival to then take ideas and songs from it with us. What a great idea if the road trip, if the road trip, that significant going is a really significant thing. Plan a four-hour road trip someplace, camp for a night, and then come back and sing songs and, and have people prep different aspects of it. I knew some families who did a road trip where everyone was responsible for one hour in the car. And so you were like waiting for, you know, okay, it's your turn to do your one hour of entertainment in the car. And then there was like a break and then it was someone next. Uh, and so if the road trip is great, do a road trip. Um, joining in with your own campfire, laptop on the garden bench and singing with others, all good fun. So much fun. Um, continue to embrace it. I hope you have a wonderful adventure this summer and uh, we will talk to you later. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch 
or to find out about training and events near you. Thank you.